Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2030. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in beautiful Sherman Oaks, California, with a very special returning guest by the name of Justin Bell. You know who he is. Justin, welcome back to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Well, thank you so much, Mark. Twice in 2030 shows, it's getting a habit. (laughs) I know. My gosh! (laughs) Well, you know, I was saying to Justin here earlier that he was my guest, guest number 918. His dad was on the show the day before. This was in 2017. So it's been three and a half years since you've been a guest, which is too long. But your dad was 917. Of course, he braced those cars. 918, you're the younger of the family. I'm the, ele- I'm the electrified version. Yes. Sounds like. <laughs> yes, just a little bit. Well, the world's going that way awfully fast. Now, before I give you a proper introduction as if you need it, and we talk about this really cool new venture you're doing, maybe tell our listeners one little thing that people might not know about you, because I don't think I asked you that last time you were on the show. I like photography, maybe more than anything else. You know, a little bird told me this, and I didn't know that about you. You're a Leica man, is that true? Yes. Well, I mean, I started off with no background in it. I mean, the, the and I started by using a Hasselblad because I saw someone wandering around L.A. with one. I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. One of those old, the uh, 501 CM, you look through the top, and so I went on eBay and found one and bought one and didn't know how to use it. So a lot of YouTube videos later and a lot of expensive film wasted. I realized when I went to the racetrack that it was wonderful, but pretty hard to use in that environment because anyone that's used one knows you go one way for it to go the other when you're looking through the top. So someone's walking past you. Anyway, great for portrait, not very good in the hands of an amateur to racetrack. So then I saw someone with a Leica and I was like, that is beautiful. So um, very expensive oh, yeah. sort of triggers. And uh, so now I am very much a Leica guy. I love them. And it's really just an extension of being creative, really. And I was an art student when I was at college, when I was for college. Okay. Yeah, which I got thrown out of for racing at Brands Hatch at the same time, which is a funny story because I went to an all, was in Chittister, right where Goodwood is, went to this art college and... Uh, I'd really had to scratch my way in. But when I told my parents I wanted a race and my mom was like, then you got to go to college. And the only thing I could do was like art. And it was a, it was a bit of a, they call it, we call it a related arts course. But I guess here you, I don't know what you call it. It's, you know, there's musicians and artists and act. It's a bit like fame. Right. Anyway, I was doing the art side of things. Uh, Wednesdays was our only full day of testing uh the full day of lectures and it was also open testing day at brands hatch so i was just starting to do formula ford testing at the end of the year i got at the end of the christmas uh, semester i got uh, called in by my tutor who said you're a disgrace oh, you know you, you've taken the place of someone deserving you're not even very good anyway um Ouch. and i was like okay hand on heart I'm going to stick to this course, I promise you. Over the Christmas break, I got my first sponsor. And uh, for Formula Ford, a a very lovely uh, friend of my parents, Graham Burrows, who is a real estate developer. And so we got this little Formula Ford. It all happened very fast. 
Uh, and over the wind, just the day before we went back, you know, in January to college, I did a thing on the local TV where I was standing there saying, hand on heart, I'm going to be a racing driver. And um, <laughs> I walk into college and she just ripped me apart. And uh, then she said, you're going to go see the dean. I walked in to see the dean and he he said, close the door. And he was like an old gruff man. And she looked a little put out to be shut out of this confrontation. At which point he looked at me and he went, hmm. So I hear you want to be a race car driver. I said, uh, yeah, I do, rather sheepishly. And he said, well, who the hell wants to be a related artist anyway? Oh, and um, <laughs> he said, and he said, good for you. He said, do you, do you drink? Uh, do you want a, a little scotch? So I sat down at oh 19 with, this, with wow. uh, the dean of the college, had a scotch. And he said, listen, we've got 90, 90 girls on this course and eight boys. So if you want to stick around, you can. So <laughs> for the next year, I kind of floated in and out, and it was almost perfect. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's So anyway, I was creative then. Then uh, racing, you shut that side of you away yeah. to be competitive. And then, well, I had to anyway. And about 10 years ago, funnily enough, I talked with Stephanie Hansen about it because he did the similar sort of thing. I started needing something creative and obviously the television side of things is very creative and making shows and talk show and all that stuff but i um i once i got the cameras i i realized that i could compensate for my lack of actual artistic skill with my creativity and i love it taking portraits and things is is part of what i do love it is that yeah what a great story you know and i think that dean was a very wise guy um wise man wise guy both maybe uh yeah both both yeah but i think that's pretty cool what a story what do you like to photograph mostly is it people or racing or combinations nature racing people actually people yeah yeah i you know i think well you know as well as anyone interviewing people is a very personal thing and when you talk to them it's it's a conversation where they share with you and they if you get it right they confide in you and it's you know it's as you know some you bounce along the surface and some you get deeper and you don't know why they they're different so photography for me when i'm taking portraits is is an extension of that it's communicating with someone and hoping they're going to take off you know that sort of cheesy grin that we all do and if you know i've watched amazing real photographers work and they have a a manner that disarms people in the and allows them to capture a little bit more of their soul so to speak and so i love i love it and if i had a trust fund that's probably all i'd do i'd just travel places and i might throw in some beautiful women too i've got to say i am a bell after all if i could <laughs> if i could photograph elegantly clad or not so clad elegantly women i i probably would and you know i i just find it wonderful i really do and um it's cars i do take some decent shots of cars but people are so good at that, and I don't seem to connect in that way. I get the odd good shot, but for me, it's more about the people, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, that's what cars are all about. Well, let me give you a bit of a proper introduction. We're going to talk about this new venture of yours, and I'm going to go back to the photography in our talk here today because I want to get a little deeper into that, too, because that's something that I just recently learned about you before you called in today that I wasn't aware of, so I think that's very, very cool. There you are. Justin Bell is a TV and web show host with a lifetime of experience in the racing and automotive world. His career began in 1988, and since then, his a Compliments have included uh, the 1997 FIA GT2 World Championship. He won at Le Mans, the 24-hour of Le Mans in 1998, and a second-place finish in Le Mans and Daytona. 
a pair of SCCA Trans Am wins. It goes on and on. He's raced for major car manufacturers, including Saab, Peugeot, Porsche, BMW, Dodge, and General Motors. Uh, no doubt you've seen him on TV as a race commentator, and he co-produced and hosted the Torque Show with a fellow racer and a fellow guest here. In fact, Tommy Kendall uh, was his co-host, and Tommy actually interviewed me on my 1000th show, which was kind of cool. Justin has launched a new venture titled Life with Legends. It's a video interview with the greatest drivers of all time. And of course, his father is a legendary racer, Derek Bell, with a long career racing and winning numerous championships, who was his first guest on his show, Life with Legends. We'll learn more about this in just a moment. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. We'll give them a little love. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, uh, Justin, we are back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner and talk about this new venture life with legends what you're doing is really close to my heart because i interview very cool inspiring people like you but you go there and you're a part of their world you videotape this you get deep into their lives what got you started on this because you've talked to lots of people right but this is a, a cool new adventure yeah i mean mark it's an interesting uh evolution really it's a it's a pet project it's a personal project really sparked by let's just say two years ago when sitting at Le Mans with dad and Jackie X at the Hotel de France on the Friday night and 
they're talking and their stories and it's so intimate and okay gosh i wish i could record this but anyone that knows jackie x knows that that's a tougher thing to do Uh, yeah i've been trying to get him on my show for years not gonna happen not gonna happen but you know i realized that through my own you know achievements there my family's you know dad's achievements and just having been grown up in it I had amazing access and I thought, actually, I can get to anyone. And the first time round was obviously the talk show was was a big part. Of that. We can talk about that in a second. But, yeah. you know, the Emsa races. But I realized that we were leaving quite a lot on the table. And what about me, especially as the older guys are timing out on us? What about me just getting sitting down with them really with not really much of an agenda and having the deeper, more intimate conversations that i i have with them or i want to have with them and i was like how am i gonna how am i gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna i thought first basically i thought i was gonna do it like you're doing it and be remote because it's the only way to do it during covid right and then i'm going you know let me do it on uh sorry i've got a a a crazy cat jumping (laughs) on my lap a bold Russian I heard cat. a very excited cat in the background just a little yeah, bit, yeah, but it adds yeah. for a nice ambiance, so don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> it is a bold Russian cat. No, who would have known that? He was he was bought from the Ukraine a year ago. Can you believe that? No way. This, Serious? This cat arrived from the Ukraine. My girlfriend's cat and arrived here in August. Does he know how lucky he is to have gotten out of Ukraine, given the horrors going on right now? Holy cow. I think he does. Yeah, I think he, oh, I wish he did. Anyway, um, so I thought, okay, how can I... What can I do that's very much my own thing? And so I thought, oh, I like, I always like a name. I don't know about you. I like starting with a name. It's kind of bizarre. It means nothing to most people. And I thought, life with legends. And that's what I'm going to, and it opens it up, obviously, to other people other than just drivers. But, and then I thought, I want to really combine it with my portrait photography. Uh, So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to get a, a, you know, do a, a, hopefully, what is a beautiful portrait of them. And the videoing element is really just because it would be remiss of me not to video it, you know. Whereas on the torch, so we have these, you know, 50 grand cameras, you know, I'm using two little GoPros attached to a little battery, you know, just to just to make sure I have the record of it. So obviously started off with dad and I thought, oh, that's pretty good. And then Brian Redman and David Hobbs and Hurley Hayward and Stephanie Hansen. And, and so I'm on a whopping show number eight. So steady your, <laughs> yeah, steady your yeah, keep jealousy up, right Keep now. up. Yeah. Keep up, dude. <laughs> uh, exactly. But I, I found that they it's started off really rather well. And it's that, you know, just being able to sit there when no one else is around and talk right. to Stefan, Stefan about what it was like. I mean, you know, Elio DeAngelis died in front of him, basically. He was his best friend, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's tough stuff. And you don't talk about that in the press room at Daytona, do you? No. You know, you know tell me the, the first, you've done these first shows. Who have been, been, along with your dad, of course, which is a great start for this. And I'll tell you something, Justin, I love the whole concept of this because it's what I do. I talk with people, but you have an inside track, if you use the pun, uh, to get up close and personal with these people that most of us would never have because of your family and what you've done, you're a legitimate racer. Who have been your first guests? So not all released yet, but my dad and then Stephanie Hansen, David Hobbs. Ah, uh, Actually, Alan DeCatney, I put up yesterday. Um, Now you might say Alan doesn't fit the profile of everyone else, but he's a, a dear friend. 
he's been going through a bit of a tough time recently, um, health wise. And, uh, he has such extraordinary stories. I was like, okay, you know, I need to spice it up a bit. And, and I really wanted to, I'd actually taken a beautiful portrait of him first. Um, and I said, like, okay, he's going to be on the show. Uh, I did Hurley Haywood while I was in Florida nice. for the Rolex. And yesterday, very, very specially, I did uh, Parnelli Jones. Oh, nice. I just had his grandson on my show. Oh, PJ. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, Parnelli is, you know, he's really suffering from Parkinson's and, it was only through a great friend of his and mine, uh, Mike Fulmer, George Fulmer's brother, oh, uh, nephew. Okay. Yeah. Mike set it up and I went to his house in uh, Palos Verdes and, you know, he is, I don't know if we'll hear from him much more, yeah, you know, and yeah. that's very, very sad. And, and just to see the light in his eyes and at the end he said, you know, when we talked about things and he smiled and he laughed and, and I thought, you know, even if I never posted this, it's one of the most lovely conversations I've had, right. you know? Right. And so, and I've got, I mean, you name it, I've kind of talked to them that I want to do it. And I'm going, I did Patrick Long and oh, nice. the other day too, because, you know, he just retired. Yeah, almost. yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to do Mario and, and Elio, and, you know, Mario and Elio and Scott Dixon and, yeah. and Richard Petty, you know, whichever, wherever it takes me. But as I say, sh because that trust fund thing is missing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those either. I'm looking for it, but it's not, yeah. it's not in the backyard. <laughs> no, I mean, I know a lot of people with them and, and you'd think it would be shared around a bit more. But no, yeah. I... I, uh, I mean, I, when I say if I could do more of them in a row, I would, I mean, I'm going to try and do, I'm doing four a month. Wow. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's bold considering how you have to do this because I, I mostly can sit at home and do this and with COVID yeah. it didn't affect me in that way, but you going there and setting up and then getting them loose. But, but again, you have that inside track that most people don't have. And I think that's, what's going to make, well, I know that's, what's going to make you successful in this is because. People know you, they trust you, your dad, the family. Uh, and again, talking with racers, racers talking with fellow racers is different than, you know, even though I vintage race, I'm not a real racer. So me talking with a racer is a different deal. So you've got a, a huge advantage. I think it does. And also, I want to take their portrait. Yes, so the I have touch. to be there. Yeah. So that's a, a big component for me. And I, so I'm doing it rather geographically I'm a geographically opportunist, you know, it's yes. like I go to Daytona, knock out four of them. Back in California, you know, I want to, I, I reached out to Travis Pastrana the other day and by text, I got his number from, from uh, Tanner Faust and, you know, had a, res it was a resounding silence back from him. But, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> it's because he's probably like, who the hell is Justin Bell? He's not in my world. You know, I'm not in his world. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll get to people. So do California. And then, you know, when you look at, the, the east coast there's so many people live there that oh yeah I'll, I'll do that and then great things like jackie x is coming across for pebble beach i'm going to organize to sit down with him there i'm just gonna i mean i'm just gonna do it you know and uh i love it uh it complements everything else i do yeah and really in the end mark if if it isn't i mean it, i i don't know if it'll make money but if it doesn't do anything else i'll have this beautiful catalog of amazing um, conversations. Oh, it's, you know, that's, I'll tell you something. There's a massive value there. I hear this from people, you know, COVID it was a tragedy in so many ways. And I lost nine guests last year. I've lost four already this year. And I get calls from people that say, thank you 
for recording. And well, I'll tell you one, Barry McGuire. Uh, we lost his daughter, Nicole. Yeah. She was a guest of mine. And you know, he said, thank you, because I didn't have any recordings of her voice. And now I can listen to her oh, wow. anytime I want. Now you're adding the video element, which adds a whole nother level of legacy. And and I love the portraiture part. Now, when people listen to your shows, can they, are you putting the portraits available for sale as well? So they can buy a great portrait of a great racer? Yeah. So, um, well, thank you for asking. Um, I, <laughs> I'm I, a marketer, you know, <laughs> you're a marketer. Yeah. That's really important. So, uh, yes, I will be. I'm, I've, I've got the website up. I just haven't started. I haven't actually kicked it into publish mode yet. You know what it's like when you're doing it yourself. I'm like, Oh, oh I have no times, idea. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> in between times, I'm trying to, you know, get talk show the wheels back on the airstream for talk show, yeah. so to speak. But, uh, yeah. So, the the book I'm doing everyone is a limited edition print of 24 because nice. for obvious reasons makes sense 24 Le Mans I get it very archive museum quality high quality printing where possible signed by by the guests but the logistics of that imagine I go and I go and see well I could get Stefan to sign them but to go and send them all the way to Hurley and then back it's going to be a bit crazy so I got a little idea for you here Justin on that. Take, you know, if you sell these prints matted and framed, which is the way I would do it, but that's just me. Take the mats and have them sign the mat while you're, while you're interviewing them. That's, then you don't have to mail anything back and forth. That's your tip for the day. Okay. I will take that. (laughs) I was, I was actually going to do it off maybe a certificate of authenticity. You know what I mean? Well, I think people that, I tell you, people that like stars, I'll I'll use the word stars, but famous people, they love autographs and they want to see the autograph on the print. And and this is a good segue to my next question for you, because I want to talk a little bit about inspirations, which obviously these conversations are inspirations. We're going to take a short break for our sponsors first, but when we come back, let's talk about that. So keep the seatbelt cinched tight. We'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
Com. So we're back. So we were talking about inspirations, at least I was, and, and what you're doing is you're inspiring people like what I try to do every day. When you go to these portraits, which I think is a brilliant way to combine things with these elements, um, I have another idea for you, Justin. I'm, I'm an idea guy today. Um, I like this. What if you included a recording of the interview with the print that somebody on a little thumb drive or something that somebody could have with the print so they could watch that anytime. Now that's, that's my other marketing tip for the day. No, I'm going to tell you what, you are genius. Cause that <laughs> this, this actually part of it started was like, I always think big, I think I want to have an exhibition and I want to have the uh, print. Yes. I want to have the print right there. And I want to have, uh, you know, a larger scale of the print in an exhibition. Yeah. And almost like if you put a headset on or a little sound booth, yep. you could hear parts of that interview. And then, of course, then I had friends saying, you should do it as an NFT. And and I'm like, well, my son is. And I'm going, hey, listen, I mean, the people that follow racing probably, you know, like some of the my dad and Hurley Hayward probably aren't buying NFTs. But <laughs> I, I think you're right to, to include a recording of the interview with it would be a really nice touch. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I, I wanted to talk to you about inspirations because going back to your photography, which I, I find really lovely, have there been some photographers that have inspired you? Because I've had hundreds of photographers on the show, some very wonderful portraiture photographers. And one that comes to mind, which we lost last year, was Jesse Alexander. And I met Jesse 25 years ago, I got to spend a day at his house going through his race photography because I actually bought the rights to some of his imagery and I made tritone lithographs and sold them when I was at Griot's Garage as posters. And to me, Jesse was one of those photographers that captured the essence of the racer's face, that great shot of Jimmy Clark oh. in the car. I mean, and he, he did yeah. that in a way that was so wonderful at the tracks. Have there been some photographers that have been inspirations for you? Well, I, weird. I'm staring right now on my shelf at Monaco by Jesse Alexander. Um, <laughs> there you go. I went to his house uh, a couple of times. Oh, I in Santa Barbara, there on the beach. In Santa Barbara, yeah. and I went yeah. to his. No, I went to his studio when he had it in Carpentier, Carpentier, oh, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, went to his house about two, three years ago now, and. He he was a very big inspiration to me, and the fact that you know you you felt you've been there too. So the way you know he'd have the pictures with those little mounts on, just sitting in racks, and then you'd look at them, and he'd tell you about what that moment was. And for me, again, it's that connection as a driver. I'm thinking about being in the car while Fangio's going, you know, broadside through the corner, and he was on the corner with a camera, and and I was like. God, that's it's it, it's a bit like World War One as opposed to what we'd have now, you know, as in, you know, the soldiers were in the trenches 10 feet apart. That was that looking each other in the eye. That's what that's what their photography was like. And I so I thought it was beautiful. And uh, if anyone goes to um, at like a racer, which is my Instagram account for my photography. OK, uh, like like a racer and. I have a portrait I took of Jesse and I said, do you mind if I took, take your portrait? And he was so gracious. And <laughs> I mean, I'm not a pro. So I'm thinking this, this, I mean, what am I doing here? You know, it's like going to Wolfgang Parks and saying, Hey, can I listen, cook a I, pizza for you? <laughs> do you mind? Yeah. I just feel like uh, frying up something here. How are you doing? So anyway, he was very gracious and I showed him the picture later on and he, he liked it. Um, um, but you know, uh, this, there's been 
various ones that I look, I mean, you know, when I, I have portrait books, Anna Leibowitz and people like that, but in the motorsport world, today's crop of photographers um, from Richard Dole, who I think is just brilliant, to Jamie Price, who always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, what I love about their photography is they obviously have clients that have to pay them and say, make sure you get, you know, Conicum and Alter full size on the screen. But they also have this creative side. And I love that. And of course, uh, seeing what they do at Daytona, you know, I'm poncing around with my camera, just like, oh, let me get a sunset shot or, you know, oh, I don't, I want to go for dinner. So let, <laughs> I'm going to, while it's dark, I'll go and take some photographs uh, of my friends. But you know, they're up all night through the rain, through the cold. And so I have a lot of respect for them. Another guy that I think is simply, his work is sublime, is Camden Thrasher. And he, he if you don't follow him and you don't see his stuff, he works and he like, sort of paints with light uh, in a motorsport way, which is truly unique. He also has a client with WeatherTech that let him do that because they're not so bothered about all the branding on everything. They just want beautiful shots and he gets them. It's, yeah, I mean really inspiring and from the portrait side of things you know you just follow lots of different people and and go god how did they do that and then i just try and do it you know yeah yeah well there's so many great ones and you know uh, i remind our listeners here today i've i've interviewed hundreds of people on this show well thousands now but i've got a little over a hundred really great photographers uh many of them you'll know justin that have been on the show and uh, your name will go up there now uh of course so uh yeah you'll be part of that group of cars yeah alumni now we always talk a little bit about cars here today and we got to do that because we're with you and you're a guy and you love cars of course uh if you look back in your experiences with great cars could be race cars could be street cars is there a special vehicle story that maybe you can share with us today that stands out yeah i mean for me it's like it's hard to separate my life from cars really and i go i spent most of my life especially as a all the way through till i started racing not really realizing that my actual existence was so tied and connected to the world of cars i mean you know, there's wonderful things when you have memories and then you have memories that actually were created by stories your parents told you, mm -hmm. you know, and then you, you adopt them. And which is sort of why I really enjoy a lot of the, his, you know, being at the car concours and, and all those kind of things, because I see cars that trigger memories and oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, we had one of those. And, you know, I think. I was there, but I don't remember it. But it's uh, it was always an impactful story to me was when dad was driving uh, for Ferrari in Formula One. So we're talking 1970. Uh, he had um, he bought they didn't give you, but he bought. And I think it was probably at a little discount. I don't know. But he had a 275 GTB. Oh, and <laughs> so basically a Daytona. And yeah. we uh, anyone that knows those cars knows there's no back seats. It's just a little parcel shelf. Uh, so my sister and I were, let's say, three and two. Wow. And my mum uh, was in the front seat. We were in the back seat in ski jackets. Like they made a ne nest out of the ski jackets. And just we were just plopped in the backs, you know, in the parcel shelf. Think about that. No cars. I, I know. No crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. And uh, dad said um, he was driving down. They were driving down the autostrada. He was heading from England down there and uh, to Italy. And my mum was asleep. We were sound asleep, curled up in the back. And 
he said I, I hit a, a, you know over 170 miles an hour on the autostrader oh in the data and I thought god what a what a wonderful world this is anyway fast forward to me being about 22 years old and I did this fun event called the uh, uh, London to Venice challenge on the Orange Express and we had to beat the Orange Express down there and we weren't allowed to use highways so anyway on the trip I drove variety of cars I actually did it with james coburn which was oh fantastic gosh. wow yeah yeah really fun and lots of adventures and mishaps and things and anyway i so uh i met a guy on on the trip who had a day turn i told him about this story and he said well let's go let's reverse the route let's drive back and and, and see you know obviously minus the kids but sure enough his car did 175 miles an hour in a straight line <laughs> and i was like wow what a connection wow uh, but i must tell you yeah so funny that reminded me james coburn and i uh, so we're leaving we left victoria station i mean i'm a young i'm 22 years old and you know f full of rubbish and and he was I was very impressed to be with a movie star, probably the first real one I've met. And he's he was very a formidable looking man. Like Oh six, yeah. Yeah, he's a serious tall. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, we leave London, this convoy of cars. This now remember, this is pre cell phone. This is uh, you know, when people were uh, I mean, they didn't have the cannonball run, we didn't have YouTube, there's no Instagram, you know, so you kinda got away with quite a lot. And <laughs> but we left london in this convoy of really silly cars trying to head down to dover to the docks to to take the ferry to uh, to take the ferry and as we pull off the exit there's a cop there because someone had obviously called us all in on the you know as she had to stop and make a phone call right, yeah. and say these idiot hooligans on the road as we get there's this solitary british policeman this little noddy car sitting there and uh, we pull off the he pulls us all to the side like 10 of us in a row because we were in different groups and so we all get out and this cop is policeman is so irate and he's and there's all these people and kind of exotic looking people. And he just and he's asking for licenses and there's licenses from every country in the world being shoved in his face. He was getting quite fluffy. <laughs> yeah. At which point, James Coburn, he kept on looking towards the Daytona and, and, and he could see someone in there. And he's James Coburn unfolds himself from his, from the Daytona. Uh, for, I was in a Di Tommaso Pantera. Sorry. Um, so I was lucky to even make the dogs. But he, he walks across. He walks across the road, at which point the, the policeman was like, just he didn't know what to do. He's right? gobsmacked, yeah. <laughs> gobsmacked. And he had a cigar in his, uh, a cigar in his mouth, hanging out the corner of his mouth, and he just unlit, and he just looked at him, and he went, so you're going to book us or what? <laughs> and, and the cop just folded yeah. and said, just get out of England, all of you, go. Yeah. Just don't, just go. Get on the ferry and leave. It was so funny. That is hilarious. What a great, I love it. So I didn't ask you this question last time you're on the show. I'm going to crawl into your head and be your automotive psychologist here. So sit back on the couch and uh, grab a box of tissues, maybe. If you were uh, manifest as a vehicle, Justin, now this is not what you want to be. So you got to dig deep. This is the man you see in the mirror every morning. What kind of vehicle would you be? But more importantly, why? Ooh, what's a good question. Well, I'm definitely not the Dodge Viper. I'm not big enough for that. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm, and I'm definitely not a a, a Dino because, um, you know, maybe I would, but I like to think I was a bit bigger than that. I would, I think a DB4. Oh. I would like to be an Aston Martin DB4. Okay, that's what I'd like. Yeah. Do you know why I'd like to be that? Yes, I would like to know because when 
one drives by or you see one or you see one most of us most of today's generation would know it from james bond obviously but i saw the one at the peterson they had in their james bond exhibit uh back at christmas and here in la and i looked at it and i thought you know what there is something about this car when you stare at it you go wow there's something more there than i thought so you take another look and it's not obviously handsome but it's got something very elegant about it. And then the more you stare, you realize and appreciate the finer details of the car. I think it sort of has a bristling muscularity that makes you think this, this car is capable of performance that, you know, only some people will uh, uncover. And I just think it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's very British. It smells right. It has a nice dashboard and, you know, rather like me, if you give me a chance, I give you a good time. <laughs> Nicely said. <laughs> yes. Well, see, we're unfolding some of these creative parts of you uh -huh. that people don't really know about. Maybe. Uh, I think we've learned a few interesting things about you today. So, yeah. Now, I always like to ask about a great book that a guest would like to share. Have you come across any uh, great books recently that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I really enjoyed reading. Well, there's two. I read uh, Hobbo, David Hobbs's book. And I read uh, Brian Redman's book. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I think they were meaningful to me is I'm very connected, especially as dad survived it too, to those drivers that walked through that very dangerous forest that they all, you know, those drivers in the 60s, 70s and early 80s had to go through. It was, and I, and I think they're, especially Brian's, candor about you know the people that were lost and the danger and and everything i really enjoy them and i mean there was also a connection whether it's my dad's book or or any of these guys in the fact that when they started it was without serious intent you know they loved it it was a hobby they got into it who knew you'd be driving for ferrari in five years you know it, there is not one driver of the last 20 years can say the same thing no especially the last 10 years they you're manufactured it doesn't mean you're not brilliant by the way i'm saying but you and your parents and whoever's supporting you it's with the single singular goal of becoming a top racing car driver and making money at it I'm, I'm not talking if you're doing club racing or something i'm saying you know if your parents are spending 150 grand a year on karting it's not because they want you to have a smile on your face you know, it's for that and the fact they want you to be Lewis Hamilton. And so I think there's a naivety that has been lost. And those guys, when you talk to any of that sort of generation, they uh, they started it because they loved it. And boy, weren't they lucky. It led them to great success. And they lived. And they lived and they're still with us. Yeah, I've, I've been very privileged to have all those guys, uh, David, Brian, your father, of course, and you, of course, uh, to be guests on the show and get to share these stories. So uh, they're all wonderful, wonderful people for sure. So before I let you go today, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive, which means I have an open checkbook. I am a patron that loves to spend money and take my guests on wonderful journeys. The ultimate drive. So what does the ultimate drive look like for Justin Bell? And here's how it's set up. I'm going to give you any car. I'm going to put you with any person, living or somebody who's passed, and you can be driving anywhere. This could be a racetrack or somewhere in the world. So what's the ultimate drive look like maybe just for you today? What a beautiful question. Well, it might sound funny to people. I, I, I mean, I think I would take 
it's not it's not crazy. I would take Chad McQueen, who's a great friend. Yeah. And we would uh, maybe we'd just drive get in a nine eleven and an old early seventies nine eleven and drive across Europe, do a little road trip through the Alps, down the other side. Like yeah. you know, we have the connection from the movie and we're friends and our dad's working together, um, with Steve McQueen and everything. I don't know, that came to me as that would be a pretty darn good drive. I, think I mean, so. obviously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd like to, I'd like to be in a Ferrari with Cameron Diaz. I well, mean, that's, yeah, but that's the other side of it. But you know, I, I, I was about to say I can do that. No, but, <laughs> you know, um, I, I can't actually. But uh, she doesn't know I exist. But she should. Um, <laughs> she should. No, it's it's uh, you know, and obviously, you know, when you have a great partner, I have a great girlfriend now, and you know, you you do think of road trips. You think yeah. of. Yeah. How can we spend time? I mean, right now with our gas prices, um, oh, gosh. Let's just see. maybe I'll just go to, you know, I'll just make it to uh, Santa Barbara and back and spend a few well, hundred dollars. Especially oh. for you folks down there in California. Holy cow. Um, some of the numbers yeah. I'm seeing, but we're, we're Six trying. dollars right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just crazy, sad, crazy. Well, you know, Chad's been a guest on the show a couple times and I'm going to be helping him promote the uh, Friends of Steve McQueen car and oh, motorcycle please. show. We've got a whole lineup of guests uh, coming in May that are associated with that event. I been to that show and i understand he's handing some of this off to his kids to help continue yes. that wonderful fundraiser for the uh, boys republic and chino hills which turned his dad's life around so yeah shout out to chad and the show and and all really of a good guy yeah really um, i guy. must yeah i must say um tell people where they can find life with legends because um i did something a little different mark because it was actually Adam's Corolla, Matt, you know, who who's Matt's co uh, Adam's co-host. Oh, sure. Yeah. And when Tommy and I went on the show a few months ago, we were just talking about doing a podcast and he was like, you know, it's a crowded space. I think it's very hard to do. You know, he said we make money because of, you know, because. Well, he got it. We Adam Corolla. <laughs> you got Corolla. Yeah, a guy who's been the first podcaster. I think he was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's you doing it and there's Marshall. There's all these people. And I thought, do you know what I. I want to do it a little differently and it probably will end up affecting me negatively in a way. But so actually I'm on Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm familiar with who that is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's some great comedians on there. There's some great artists. And, uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to put my show behind a paywall just because it fits what I'm trying to do with a curated show with my photography, with the, uh, intimacy of it. And, you know, yeah, we'd all love a hundred thousand viewers, but uh, listeners. But you know, yes, people have to do a little subscription a month. It's very low, and I've got some great sort of things going to happen that will will really, I hope, make everyone go, "Wow, I'm I'm pleased I'm a member of this." And uh, I know every at the moment, I know everyone's name has signed up because there's not many people. But uh, <laughs> so the show's for you guys um, and girls, but. No, it's uh, it's it's where we are. Um, it's on Patreon at Life with Legends, and I would truly appreciate anyone's support because, like you know, Mark, it's uh, it takes something to do this. Oh, just a little bit, yeah. You're doing it the tough way. Well, I'll make sure I put links to this. I'm going to put links to your Instagram, your photography as well, so people can leave this out. And it, yeah, it's we're talking super affordable here. And I'll tell you something, Justin, with streaming happening now and all these different streaming options for people. It's an interesting new world that we're living in. And people now get to pick and choose what they watch and what they view. And I support some people on YouTube that have Patreon pages aside from their YouTube because I just like what they're producing. 
and it's so much more rich and enjoyable than most of the, excuse my French crap, on TV these days, uh, which I don't watch anyway. I mean, you go to my silly cable guy and they've got thousands of channels and I... I don't watch. I don't even know why I've got cable. Honestly, no, I know. I think I need to get rid of it. Well, I'll make sure I put links to all these. Now, before I let you go, could you share with us maybe some words of wisdom, inspiration, uh, a success quote, something that maybe leaves our folks here with some positive vibes today? Well, I actually do like to ask people that same question. I like to hear people's philosophies for life. Yes. But for me, I I wake up every morning believing today's going to be a good day. And I don't mean that it's going to be a better day because it that I don't mean to put down yesterday, but, you know, <laughs> my optimism has served me well. I think we have a tremendous amount of mental health issues right now, especially with children. Uh, my daughter and son's age, there's a lot of people suffering from it. And I wish I could just tell them, you know, get up to 50,000 feet, look down and put your life in perspective, um, especially with what we've got going on in the world now. And you'll realize that you can get over anything. And, you know, my life has, uh, despite appearances, been quite a roller coaster. And the and I don't know if I'm going up or down right now, but it's it's very much about just keep keep positive. Keep and remember, whatever you're going through now, it will end. And uh, you come out the other side and you're in a good place. You know, it's a great way to live life. My father had a great saying. He said, hey, I woke up on the top side of the dirt today. It's a great day. Listen, he is so right. And I lost, is- you know, I lost him almost five years ago, and, oh. and I think about him every day because he just had in the later part of his life, and he had some serious health issues before we lost him. But he always just kept the positive side going. You never heard him talk about what was going on. It was really, really a wonderful thing and a great inspiration for me. So, yes, listeners, uh, no matter what's going on, wake up believing today is going to be a great day. And you know what? It will be. I'll put links to everything here. I want to do a quick shout out to Tom Gibson of Gibson Communications for getting yeah. Justin and I back together. Thank you, Tom. He's brought me some great guests. Justin, hey, thank you for spending some wonderful time. I love what you're doing. Uh, I'll be promoting it here through Cars Yeah. Uh, keep it up. Uh, say hello to some of my fellow Cars yeah alumni and your alumni who've been on my show. Maybe you can connect me with some of your great connections. Uh, totally. In- until you and I talk again, my friend, uh, most definitely I'll see you down the road thank you so much mark thank you to all your listeners and i need to do a quick shout out tommy candle and jason jacobson who with the torture who are uh, allowing me to head off and do my little adventure we'll chat soon right yeah that's absolutely those guys are great and like i said tommy uh he was my 500 guest and he came back and interviewed me on my 1000th show which was a great honor so you know i'm gonna have to call him maybe for my 3000 to come back and uh see if i'm still around doing this if i'm Funny if stuff. i'm that privileged thank you so much my friend you're you are fantastic bye-bye Bye. 20 50 or 100 years from now Will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives, The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of master's training future craftspeople 
on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah! Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!